Peaks. We should message Peaks Coffee this Peaks week. Coffee. I would love yeah. to have them on. Are you recording already? Yeah, we can Great. start whenever. I'm not in Let's start it off with the real questions. All right. Let's say I want to become an officer of the law, Mr. Carlini, and I want to specifically become an officer of the law on the California Highway Patrol. What's a good workout regimen for that? <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't got, even, I'm I talking wouldn't about even, chips, baby. Talk about chips. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't even get that. <laughs> I don't watch this. You know what, Matt? Dude, you're literally peaking already. You know what, Matt? What? No, roll, I mean, you can scream. I'm just bringing you down. Roll a theme music. That's, no, it's terrible. That's not a good. Listen to it and see if I like it. I like it. Let me pitch this to you. Two guys, they're best friends. They're cops. They chase down people on the highway in California in 1978. How do you feel about it? I know what you're talking about. But I've, never <laughs> <seen it. laughs> I've never seen it. We're talking That's about fine. chips, baby. That's fine. We're here to talk about Ben Carlini. Carlini, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast in a new space. In Very, a new space. Thanks for having space. me. Yeah, you're the first to see the space. Could you describe it for the listeners? It's bright. Um, lots shiny. of uh, it's shiny, yeah, for sure. Vaulted ceilings. Uh, Got that vapor barrier going. You know, it kind of looks like uh, it, it kind of looks like we're on an episode of um, uh, who's who, <laughs> who's the serial killer who kills serial killers. Chuck Dexter. Dexter. It looks like we're okay. Fun <laughs> fact about this Dexter space. Dude, so fun fact about this space though. Do uh, you see? There's like a little water pipe, kind of. It's a, like a copper pipe halfway up across. Oh, the, right there. Yeah. Um, okay. I had to take these down. There were. Uh, uh, shit. What do you call them? There were shower curtain hooks on them, which makes me think. Someone did Bodies. do some Dexter stuff over yeah. here. There definitely was a murder down Wow. There. I think the more relevant one that people would get would be that show You. Love that show. I have not watched that show. Ooh. Underrated. You don't even watch TV. No, but I did watch Dexter. You did? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking loved that entire series. So did I. The whole thing? The whole thing. Oh, even when it got season five. It got weird when he had this weirdness with his sister, but they're not actually sisters. It was basically a porno to, like today. You know, like, oh, you're well, my brother. They were married no, in real life. Stepbrother. They're married in real life. The what? Yeah, yeah Dexter really and that and the and his sister yeah. on the show. They got Whoa. married in real life, and that's probably why they wrote it in. Season four is where they stopped. I think it was season four. That's the one with um, John Lithgow, right? He's mm -hmm. like the crazy yep. serial killer yes. they've been trying to catch. Yeah. Uh, the end of season four is when the writer of the book series stopped working on the show with them, and so they were like, it turned into like Michael C. Hall's main production, yep. and that's why they ended up just kind of writing in all this other stuff. Like they were like, we got these crazy ideas, and then he's gonna become a logger spoiler alert <laughs> spoiler alert after the fact if you haven't seen dexter yet turn this oh too late yeah Sorry, uh, ben we have three questions that we ask someone when they first come on this podcast and they are who are you how are you and what do you do 
Uh, I'm Ben Carlini. I am fantastic. <laughs> and I am a personal trainer slash nutrition specialist slash gym owner. So yeah. Slash you, health professor. You know a little bit about that, Kevin. You guys have been you guys have been pairing up. Oh my god. Well, no. Ben has been the only person in the past like half decade to show me workouts that one, I haven't done, and two are goddamn torturous because <laughs> remember those squats ben had me do these squats that mm -hmm. were like close leg not full depth remember yeah, that yeah, day because yeah. you were like you're like you don't do this like you, you were like you don't work this portion yeah, of your a, muscles sissy and, squat variation oh my god those squats because i never i i'm always like astrograss like full depth you know, going yeah. going as, as hard and heavy as I can, doing hit routines and stuff like that. My squats are always these super low stop at the bottom, come back up. Ben's like, I don't want you to stop at the bottom. I don't even want you to go full depth. I want you to go to 90 degrees. I want your legs to be closer together. I couldn't walk for like three days. It, yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming it's a whole other part of your, of your leg, like a, a whole other part of your quads and or glutes that you just never work because when you're in a wider squat stance. Quads and hamstrings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hams. Yeah. And hamstrings. Um, I would say the thing that I've noticed about Ben, just from being around him, being around the people that he's inspiring on a weekly basis, is that he's good at noticing what you're not paying attention to, mm. which is what you should be paying a trainer for. You're not paying a trainer to count reps for you. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're not paying a trainer to count reps for you. You're mm. paying a trainer to notice where your weaknesses are and to turn those weaknesses into no longer weaknesses, possibly strengths. Oh, you're exactly right. And I tell most of my clients this right off the bat, like 50% of my job is holding you accountable for the things that you don't notice or that you don't pay attention to. And I mean, just some things off the bat are, I mean, obviously form, you want somebody there form checking you all the time, but like mm -hmm. rest time between sets. Yep. Nobody takes that seriously. And that could single-handedly be one of the most important elements in a training split yeah. is how much time you rest in between your sets. Mm -hmm. I mean, that has a huge effect on one, the results, two, the, the exercise and it's one of those things everybody seems to rush. Yep. Yeah, so you're saying people don't rest long enough between yes, sets. Yes, because their you know, attention spans can get short. No one likes to you know, do 10 reps and then just hang out for two minutes. Yeah. When really, that's what you need to do. Whoa. Depending on yeah. what you're training for and, and you know how you're doing it. But sure, you, you nailed it with that statement, yeah. Kevin. That's what my job is, is just holding you accountable for the things that you don't pay attention to. And you're really good at it. Um, I... There's a lot of trainers, right? We've kind of gone through like, um, we're at the beginning of what I would call like the real fitness culture developing. Like we've had a few trends come through, but really fitness is like, it's come about in the past 30 years in a really big way. Like we look back on these old videos of people doing like aerobics and stuff and we kind of like laugh, the but they're moving their bodies, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and then like, you know, we look at high level athletes and what their training routines are and there's a lot of dialogue that's going on. But the, the real tr like truth of the matter is that fitness is still kind of like coming out of its infancy. I wouldn't say it's in its infancy, but it's coming out of it. Um, and the one thing that I want to kind of highlight with Ben is that the, because there's a plethora of trainers now, there's so many people who are, can go and get like their NASM certification, you know, um, their like certified strength and conditioner certification, all that stuff. Uh, 
just to lay down some of the prerequisites of why we have you on here, kind of speaking as an expert to the physical realm and like the diet realm. Um, what are some of those uh, PRs that people have been hitting recently? Like you've been coaching people to success. Drop us some numbers, <laughs> <Yeah>. dude. <laughs> um, all right. We've got just plenty of power lifters coming through the dungeon right now. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, there's just weekly PRs, daily PRs. I, you know, I train all different types of people who are training all different types of way. I've got a woman there who consistently beats her mile time. Wow. And we've just been shaving minutes off of that. Um, she's doing higher jumps than she's ever done. <clears throat> People have been, like, you know, in the powerlifting realm again, bench press, squats, deadlifts. We've got another guy going for a world record coming up. I don't, you know, specifically. That's your brother, numbers, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Your brother's going for a world record? Yes. Holy shit. For, in, in what? Uh, I think we're going to try to go for the squat this time. And he got one in deadlift already, right? Yeah, yeah it was, uh, uh, an RPS record, which is Revolution Powerlifting Syndicate. Mm -hmm. It's like the, a certain league. I mean, mm -hmm. there's other leagues out there that are bigger, but in that league, he got the world record for his age and weight. Damn, man. That's ridiculous. Yep. Dude, I I saw his brother working out one day. I was, I was doing some pull-ups on, like, there's, like, a little center cage thing, and his brother was just doing, like relentless calf raises <laughs> yeah. it was insane man um yeah you dude you're constantly it seems like you know ever since you've gotten your new space you've been able to elevate what people are able to get out of themselves but let's let's bring it back where did this journey in your life we were just talking about this before the podcast started where did this part of your life or, or rather this cycle of your life begin um well i was working in production for a while and the place that i worked out had a had a gym there on site so i would go there at 4 30 in the morning and do my own workout mm -hmm. and that's kind of how i learned you know most of what i know today just trial and error putting myself through different things um, just getting, you know, experience in different realms. And I, you know, I started putting on a little muscle, getting in shape, and friends kind of wanted to be a part of that too. So they'd come with me and I'd kind of show them the ropes. And then after a while of doing that, people started saying like, hey, man, you should think about being a trainer. And I kind of laughed at it back then. But then I've always liked helping people and I've always liked teaching. Mm -hmm. Like I even thought about maybe a career as a teacher at one point, but mm -hmm. it just didn't really spark my interest. And then as I got older, <clears throat> I realized, you know, my life changed. I had kids. I got married, bought a house. I realized, you know, life could be different. I don't want to spend it dying in a factory, hating my life, being miserable. I could make something out of myself. So I, uh, you know, I took my ACE personal trainer test. Nice. Passed it with flying colors. Nothing I'm bragging. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? To be honest, it's really not that hard of a test. No. Um, it should be harder to become a trainer, and there is a board out there that is trying to make it harder to get that certification. And I yeah. agree to that wholeheartedly because the influence you can have on people as a trainer is huge. Mm -hmm. So to know that any Joe Schmo can go pass this exam and start training people is a scary thought. So if you are in the in the shop for a trainer, make sure you do your research on them and make sure they know what they're talking about. So. You touched on something really important with that. It 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 should be one. It should be harder to get your certification, right? Um, because it, really, what we're talking about is your. You said your number one thing is to hold people accountable. I would say number two, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I would say number two as a trainer is to help prevent 
injury. Mm. Right? Yep. Would, would you place that at number two or like? Definitely. I mean, that's it's up there. I don't know if you could put a specific number on it. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's something that you're focused on as a trainer. And if someone like if Joe Schmo, right, we mm. don't even have to name names. I can think of examples in my head of people who like get their certification and go out there with like whatever workout regimen they've read on bodybuilding.com and yep. they end up like hurting their friend, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't really think about it because they don't have enough information. Yeah. Um, what it. What are some of the sources that you've used outside of ACE for information for yourself moving forward? Uh, one, just being experienced, you know, yeah. um, putting myself through everything that I possibly could and training and shadowing other trainers, training with other trainers mm-hmm. that are, you know, that were well beyond my knowledge level. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, shadowed all different types of trainers and all different aspects of fitness, like the boot camp style stuff, mm-hmm. strength stuff, endurance stuff speed and agility, you know, yeah. pretty much getting versed in every realm that I could. That way I knew, you know, I would know what I was talking about, yeah. at least to an extent, you know. Yeah. And I've also done enough, you know, educating and stuff on myself past the ACE exam, and which I continue to do daily. Yeah, you've yeah. kind of made yourself your own guinea pig. Exactly. You know, in a lot of ways, yeah. I won't, I won't have anybody do anything that I haven't done myself. That makes sense. What, what are some... Uh, what are some things you do to keep yourself, you know, at your your highest level, not only physically, but from um, from an expertise standpoint? So you said, like, you do research beyond what you had to know and understand for ACE. What does that look like? Um, well, any certification as a personal trainer goes, you have to accrue a certain amount of credits every two years to keep that certification. Mm-hmm. And it's with ACE, um, they're they're a very good company from my experience here. They make it really easy to get that. They provide you with like a lot of quizzes and things like that. So basically, you take the quizzes, you know, study, pass the quiz, and you get credits. Mm-hmm. Or you can do or take other certifications like nutrition specialist that mm-hmm. I did. There's like yep. um, you could t- uh, take a diabetes, you know, course on diabetes, a course on cancer mm-hmm. clients and everything like that, just to kind of continue or further your own education. Yeah. And like I said, that's just something I will always do for myself because I don't want to be just another run at the mill trainer. I want to be the trainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a way to be, man. I have I goals. Mean, yeah. What, what would you say uh, outside of the gym is probably the most important factor for you as a person when you're approaching your own fitness and training? Just do it. Yeah. Stay on track. I mean, they say you don't have to be in shape to be a trainer, but I don't know. That's a little odd to me. Yeah. If I walked into a gym and some person that's just, you know, overweight or or not in shape, I guess, came up to me and they were like, hey, this is going to be your trainer, I'd, I'd be a little taken aback, I guess. I'd be like, does this guy really know what he's talking about? Well, especially because a lot of training one of the at least just an anecdotal piece of evidence personally for me is is consistency and doing it even when you don't want to do it and if you're looking at somebody who maybe isn't in their best shape or even objectively good shape and they're supposed to be your trainer one like you said one of the major parts of being a trainer is accountability Um, and if you're not holding yourself accountable that doesn't really look so good exactly I was told once, and I don't remember who told me this or if I read it or, or where it was, but it said the first thing you lose when you become a trainer is your own workout time. Right. And I remember hearing that and telling myself, absolutely not. That'll never yeah. happen, right? Absolutely not. Right, because how can you – I've always thought this as a trainer. How can you spend hours and hours a day in the gym working out uh, other people, right, like mm-hmm. like improving other people's physiques 
um, and then somehow want to also work out afterwards, you know, but mm -hmm. you have to, or maybe you love it. And maybe it, some days you're like, fuck, I just spent the last like, you know, six hours in the gym. I don't want to even look at a weight anymore, but you yeah. do it anyways because you have to hold yourself accountable because you are the the pinnacle. You should be at least, I'm imagining, be the <laughs> pinnacle of accountability and, and athleticism. Yeah, and I don't know if it's easier for me or if I've got a leg up with that, and it's because I genuinely love it. Yeah. I love everything about it. I love mm -hmm. the, the sounds of the weights. I love going into my gym every morning when the lights are off. I walk in there, just the smell of the place. I turn the lights on. I, I literally love it there. Mm -hmm. We love it there so much, it says it on the wall. Yeah? It's the motto. <laughs> yeah. What's the motto? It says, I love it here. It says, I love it here. Oh, I yeah. think I've seen that like in a photo. That's <laughs> yep. really cool. Yeah. And I I, you that. know what? I said that to myself, too, because you know I, I work a lot. I work a lot of hours. I'm there Monday through Friday, pretty much 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day, and I miss it when I'm gone on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't got sick of it yet. So. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. You, it, here's an interesting thing. We just talked to, last week, we talked to a good friend of ours, Devin Seegers, about um, sort of regimens and getting yourself into mental spaces. Um, and one thing that we talked about was meds. And meds, in, in that abbreviation, it's like a way to kind of gauge, well, yeah, to engage uh, your health before you even start your day. Uh, sleep was a huge component of that. Um, your dad, you're running a gym. What does sleep look like for you? Man? <laughs> like, um, well, sleep is huge, and I will preach that to my clients all mm -hmm. the time. I mean, if you look at the way bodybuilders treat sleep, not I'm not saying everybody is a bodybuilder or even wants to be, but I'm saying they will sleep 10 hours a night and take a two-hour nap during the day. Yep. That's how important sleep is. But for me, um, I get about five hours of broken sleep a night, but I've been doing that for about 10 years. And I, oh, I can yeah. function completely on five hours of sleep. But if I get any less than that, and so I'm a bag of crap. Is that a function of, I, I forget, I, remind me if you have a, a, a young, young uh, kid or if both of your yeah, kids are like school age. Two and five years old, two and, and uh, the two-year-old is definitely a factor in the he's not still, like He's waking up in the middle of the night. Yes. I got a bad I had a bad dream, or I'm just, <laughs> Yep. I... I have no concept of, of age for children. You know, I'm still at that because I don't have, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. kids of my own. So kids from yeah. like, like one to six are all the same for me, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. obviously very different stages of oh, childhood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's interesting. So between uh, some people have a really good relationship with sleep. I know that when I hit the pillow, uh, I don't have a hard time falling asleep. Other people, their mind races or whatever. And mm -hmm. that's where, routine and intention come into play with yeah. mindfulness or you know taking a few hours beforehand to get your you put your phone away or whatever do you have yep. anything like that that helps you get to bed or definitely um and a, a big part of what i do i tell everybody this all the time i am not a nutrition or fitness nut right i am a I create healthy lifestyles. So I don't just teach you how to exercise or do it the right way or teach you how to eat better. I teach you how to live better. Mm -hmm. And I start it through a good fitness and nutrition regimen. But so, I mean, to answer your question, things like turning the cell phone off an hour before bed, that that's huge. That's like been scientifically proven. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've, I do it to myself all the time. I mean, I yep. am a creature of habit. I, I am on my phone a little bit you know, more than I want to be. But turning that thing off... 
an hour before you go to bed definitely helps. Yep. Yeah, nobody needs to be reading about the craziness that's happening in our world right <laughs> before bed, exactly. you know? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I actually, um, I, I may be going on a tangent so you can stop me, but I, I watched um, The Social Dilemma last night. It's a, it's a documentary oh, on, yeah. I think Netflix. it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's about, uh, and it's featuring the initial like engineers and founders of all these major tech companies um them being interviewed talking about how their intentions were really good with social media and what they wanted to do but they were designing social media to be actively addictive because the only way to monetize social media is through ad advertising so the more time that people are staring at an, an app the more time people are getting paid and mm -hmm. what happened is now they're looking in retrospect going we all have a serious problem because things that they could have never on they could have never imagined happened with social media fake news mm -hmm. is more like easily monetized than real news because fake news is interesting fake news is like whoa like i didn't believe i didn't you know uh conspiracy theories right so we can easily spend hours a day on our phones and it was designed like that and that is terrifying to me yeah re like it's reinforcement of perspective based on clicks Right. which becomes its own uh the the term is solipsistic it's a self-feeding cycle yeah yeah and what ends up happening <clears throat> just to kind of tie off this idea because this isn't necessarily how i mean it's mental health focus yeah. which is super important um th that if, if you find yourself arguing with somebody who's on maybe a different side of the political spectrum from you or whatever and you're like how are we both so Entrenched. Uh, how are we both in looking at different realities? It's because mm -hmm. we're literally presented, different realities. presented <laughs> with different realities, <laughs> yeah. and neither one of them may or they may or may not be correct. Yeah. One of is objectively wrong, potentially both. Yeah. So it's really, anyways, it's really important. I think as as a since sleep is so in, it's so intertwined with recovery. Um, being able to create those good habits to get yourself to sleep. I think that's really important. Yeah, for sure. And yep. get yeah, get away from things that might be like vices for yeah. you, right? Things yeah. that are are addicting or, you know, pleasure driven. Yeah. Yeah. I turned off my fucking phone while I was watching this thing. I <laughs> it's like an hour and a half long and by like minute 30 I was like powering off my phone, fuck this. <laughs> and I like yeah. Dude, it's crazy. A small Good. addition to that, I was watching a movie with my sister mm -hmm. the other night and um I have this I don't even know where my phone is. I have this habit. Oh, it was ringing. So here's a thing that I do. I actually turn it upside down and I, I put it away from me. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that for a long time and I've been getting better and better at it. Mm -hmm. And so right now, I think it's under my chair. I'm not sure. I'm not even going to look. But mm -hmm. um, I was watching a movie with my sister and I did that thing. I took my phone. Oh, last episode, I buried it in the couch. Oh, yeah. And I do those things. And you like left it. Yeah. yeah and I leave them there. And so like the other night, I didn't know where I'd put it. And I was just watching because I want to engage the moment. I want to have an experience. I want. So yeah. I'm watching the movie. She's on her phone and watching the movie. Mm -hmm. And she missed like crucial details. Fuck and, I was, it, and I was just like, it's not a mark against her. It's just that like marketing and advertising and the the lure of constantly being engaged with people even if it's in an inauthentic, even if it's by inauthentic means is so addictive. It's so like tempting that yeah. it's hard for people who are, I would say younger and dare I use the word impressionable to get away from that, mm -hmm. you know? 
Luckily, you don't have internet strength at your house, right? You have, you have, <laughs> you have like what two it, two yeah. megabytes per second. It is bad, but I've uh, since I opened the gym and you know my life got a lot busier. I, I have been spending a lot more time on my phone than I want. So a little trick to add to yours that I did for myself is when I go to bed, because I go to bed early because I mm -hmm. have kids. So as soon as they go to bed, it's a race to get to sleep. Yep. It's about 830. So, you know, I get up in the middle of the night because my son wakes up or I get up to go to the bathroom or something. Yep. I was always tempted to check my phone and I would have dozens of notifications on there. Clients, people of asking course. about the gym. Hey, can I change my time? So I've started putting my phone on airplane mode when I go to bed. Mm. That way I know there's no notifications, so yep. there's no point to even look at it because as soon as you look at that thing, yep. you start stimulating the brain, and then you're yeah, awake you're for bad. another hour and a half. Yep. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> well, and that's a form of now, that's a form of training. Exactly. And that goes back to what you were originally talking about. Yes. That's you holding yourself accountable yep. for that time, which is huge. That That's the the first thing that you mentioned was holding people accountable. And here you are, you're holding yourself accountable, yep. even with your phone at night. And it's with a lack, it's with uh, what we would call um, negative reinforcement, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did you go to, did you go to school for, for fitness PE? I or? did not. Uh, you can take that route. Um, exercise science, you know, there's a whole bunch of courses mm -hmm. on it, but um, it, the laws are different state by state, but no, I just took the ACE exam. And then, like I said, got some real world knowledge because you yep. can take, you can know how to work out, take the exam and still not know a damn thing about training people. Totally. You don't know anything until you start training people and training all different kinds of people. Is there, uh, are there safety components in the ACE exam or, or stuff that you're, you know, learning about, um, weights or, or recovery or I don't know, whatever injury. Yeah. Yeah. They, they touch on pretty much everything. I know like. Like diabetes and exercise is huge with them, and I think that's just because you know diabetes being like the number one killer, or whatever it is now, top mm. top five at least killer in America. Mm -hmm. You know they were huge on that. Wow. Well, and you just had a seminar recently about uh, injury recovery training with an injury with a um, physical therapist. What, yeah. What yep. What was her name? Uh, her name is Dr. Allison. I can't remember the, her last name off the top of my head, but she is the physical therapist across the hall from me where the gym is. Mm -hmm. And she just came over and kind of showed us some tricks on how to like evaluate yourself to see if you're actually injured or if you're just in some pain. Mm. Um, and she showed us kind of there's there's ways around that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that That's was nice cool to have. I was glad have... she came and did that. Yeah, it's cool that you have a physical therapist across the hall. Yeah, it is. I actually is didn't perfect. know that that's what was across the hall there. Yeah, they they just moved in recently after I did. So oh, cool. They, yeah, they weren't always there. Oh, dude, great. it's almost it's <laughs> almost like a uh, this is this is a bad this is a bad analogy, but it's almost like uh, <laughs> it's almost like a doctor being across the hall from a candy store or something. Yeah, like I know what you mean. Yeah, like. It's like it's like what? perfect. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. I get what you mean. It's like what well, it's perfect. It's like a chocolate store being across the hall from a coffee shop. That's what it is. No, oh, it's God. like it's like people. I know. <sighs> Fuck mm. it. Whatever. I, you got this. <laughs> no, you got this. You got this. Let's craft the analogy. All right. Here. Let's see. So let's do it. It's like a home, Lowe's and Jiffy Lube. Lowe's oh, and Jiffy hey, Lube. Oh hey, there you go. <laughs> oh shit. All right. They're always together. I like that. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hear me out. Okay. It's like. Uh, it's like an auto shop being across the hall from across the hall across the street from a car dealership. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Or like a um the um <laughs> or from like a no, race course. The the uh, collision. No. Here's <laughs> the perfect one. Enterprise is always next to a collision. Center. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There we go. Um, uh, <laughs> so I I have I have so many. 
I'm cutting all of that. No, keep going. Um, keep going. So I have questions about uh, about training through injury or training through pain um, because it's actually counterintuitive to a lot of people. I thought so. I have I have a lot of lower back um, sensitivity. If I if I don't actively <laughs> engage my lower back, yep, it's it feels worse, right? Which yep. is counterintuitive because to me, if I'm in pain, I should go easy. I should lay off it. But when I'm sitting a lot and I'm noticing my my lumbar getting really, really tight, having a hard time like even bending over, um, like, you know, flexing, oh, sorry, flexing my spine. If I actively do deadlifts and kettlebell swings and shit, I will actually feel better. What kind of, you know, do, do you have... Um, clients like that that actually work through injury what are, what are your theories on that or how do you approach it um well here's what i will say if you are a male and you are over the age of 18 chances are you have lower back pain <laughs> um, what's the deal with that <laughs> well the deal with that is lower back in the human body is one of the biggest flaws interesting <clears throat> the other one would be eyesight yeah right so when whoever created us created us they kind of mess those two things up yeah. because they deteriorate and they are just a problem for pretty much everybody. Yeah. I've got a fact to it, not to cut you off, but I've, I learned recently that our eyesight is shit because we, if you believe in evolution theory, which you should, otherwise you're an idiot. But uh, <laughs> if you, if you, if you go that route, we uh, evolved from, um, from a, a water habiting species right we we spent all of our time in water and then you know amphibians or whatever and we, we emerged from the water so our eyes from an evolution standpoint developed to, to be able to see well in water and then when we exited the water and into light it's a different re, uh it's a different um coefficient of refraction right light bends differently in yep. air than water so our eyes have spent the last couple hundred million years or however long trying to adjust to air and we're still really bad at it clearly so anyway. you're saying Atlantis is like the place to be. That's, <laughs> I'm waiting. That's where we need to be. Yeah, we need yeah. to be Atlantis, baby. So the back is a very flawed space. So do you see a lot of people uh, worried or 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 dealing with lower back? Oh yes, yeah, so all the time. I'm myself. I'm I'm included in that group as well. I have a very very messed up lower back, but there are ways around it. The good thing about the human body is there's a lot of muscles that will come to help if needed so with the lower back and i can show you some exercises to help you matt because yeah, i've be done it myself um if you fortify around it using like your glutes and your hamstrings your body will rely more on those than it does your lower back it makes sense yeah so i've had to do that to myself and it's it's i mean it's not a, a quick process it's taken a long time but i'm at the point now where i can deadlift i can squat again i can use yeah. my back comfortably i'm not afraid of throwing it out just in day-to-day -day movement you know i'm not afraid to reach up on a shelf or a box of cereal anymore <laughs> crazy idea can you show matt one of those right now yeah i can do that yeah let's, let's do, do it. it yeah what do you need <laughs> let's do it get up matt get right we have all this space over here yeah. i'm gonna sit over here <laughs> And Ben, if you do anything you need to do, help him, assist him, whatever you got to do. All right, Matt is standing in the anatomical position, arms right. akimbo. The first thing I'm going to do is actually I'm going to see if he's got a problem with the muscles or a joint because okay. that's going to affect training. So, Matt, what I need from you, go over to that box. Okay, face so the box, get down on your knees. On my knees? Yep. Matt's on his knees facing the box. You're going to do what's called a cat. Put your hands on that box like this. Now All you're right. going to round your back out, sticking your butt up in the air, mm -hmm. 
and then drive your hips back down and make your back round. Keep oh, doing that. Cap, calf and cap. Yep. Yeah. Yes, keep doing that. Yep. And then really stick that, stick your butt out. Yeah, does that cause you any discomfort? I'm confused. Does that's that cause good. you discomfort though? No. Well, oh. then you're, that's good. That's good. Yeah, this way. If I, yep. if, I, if I stretch it this way. That's good. That means honestly, that means it's probably muscular, and that's that's what we want. Right. Because we can fix can muscular. That. Right. All right. So, what is something that we could? What's a small workout? That Simple, easy one you can do at home. Could, yeah, yeah. Lay on your back right there. Just doing a, a hip raise, a glute bridge. So put your no, put your feet down flat on the floor, knees up. Palms flat on the floor. You're going to raise your hips up real slow, a little bit higher. Thrust. Squeeze for two seconds and come down really slow. Squeeze your glutes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Tap, so go back up. Three sets of 15, baby. So just, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's like daily stuff. You yeah. could do that yes. every day so if you had to. This is something I can do anywhere. Yes. This will strengthen. See, see these little movements here, people kind of underestimate. Yeah. Not only is this strengthening your core, your lower back, your hamstrings, and your glutes, but it's also correcting the way like your brain sends signals through your body. It's telling your muscles mm -hmm. to fire in the correct order. And as human beings, we mess that up all the time ah. through injuries, through just, you know, like a, a common one is women who have babies. They'll hold a baby on their one side for four years, and they don't realize how much they're messing up their hip. So oh, your body wow. finds an easier way to get by, so you start moving incorrectly, and you don't even know it. So little moves like this will actually fix that from the brain down. Is there a title for moves like that? Like, is there a specific, like category that they fall into uh you could call it like corrective exercise or you know okay. anything like that For, like formative movement yes. almost. yeah and just functional training how do you feel i feel amazing wow <laughs> that 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 is a podcast first we've made someone work out on the podcast you already I, I you already look better i you oh my god he's doing the thing i'm doing yeah. the thing. he's puffing his chest yeah. out already yeah. whenever i hang out with kevin for a long time i feel like my posture is way better and i remember uh years ago when I was hanging out with them a lot, about as much as I am now, yep. uh, but in more social settings. I was working at a restaurant, and I I had gotten that bug in my brain to correct my posture and walk yep. chest out, shoulders back. Yep. Um, and this funny old lady who, excuse me, who was a server came up to me one time, and she goes, she goes, you have... Um, she goes, you have fantastic posture. Are you a dancer? Oh, <laughs> I still get that. Oh, that's time. awesome. No, yeah. You look like you could be a dancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Ben. That was awesome. Yeah, no that problem. Was sick. Man. More to come. More to come. There. This is what Ben does, man. I know. I'm glad we yeah. got to do it. This is what I do. Um, do you find that you're giving people uh, kind of homework assignments like that a lot? Yes. So, yeah. All the time. Yeah. And I tell them that it, you can come to the gym every day. Do what I tell you to do, but where the real difference is going to be made is what you do outside of the gym. Oh, huge. I mean, when it, you know, silly yeah. stuff like that, diet, obviously. Diet's huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what, are, what are some big changes that you've made in your diet? Because I've noticed you dialing in your fitness over the course of the past, like, half decade. Yep. Like, let's say, like, from 2014 to now. I mean, we've all known each other the same amount of time. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've noticed you dialing in that fitness. What are some dietary changes that you've made that you've noticed have been like the best for you? Honestly, one of the biggest one that's biggest ones that stands out to me is just adding black coffee to my diet. 
Stop it. On an empty, I swear to God, Stop it. I preach, I preach this to everybody. It all started with a program I ran on myself where I was doing intermittent fasting, uh -huh. which a lot of health professionals will rag on that. Okay. And I'll tell you why later it. if you want to know, but oh, we absolutely black know. coffee on an empty stomach helps fat metabolism. Like oh insane, insanely. And I have run this same program on myself all the time. Um, I call it my lean body program. Yeah. I've, I run it once a year on myself just to get back in check, just okay. to get back dialed in. I'll do that before I try to bulk up again. That way I mm -hmm. get like lower my body fat percentage. I, get, I feel healthy. I yeah. am healthy. Mm. Are, oh, you doing, yeah. are you doing 16 hour fasts? Uh, it depends. Um, it really depends on the day, but I go no less than 15. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But sometimes they're a little bit longer. They're 16, 17. So, so you're going 15 hours, yeah. no eating yep. whatsoever. So you're probably stopping around like, what, 4 p.m.? 4 or 5 o'clock, yeah. Four and I'll just, the next day will be my variable, you know? Like 7 to 8. Yeah. You, you start eating again. But black Usually coffee first. Later. Yeah, always black so coffee say, first. Is, so black coffee is helping to metabolize fat. Yep. It also doesn't break a fast. So, and, exactly. and the caffeine helps. Caffeine it, aids. The caffeine up. helps. Exactly. It, yep. it helps wake you up and it actually can suppress your appetite depending on the person. Yep. Um, I would do the same thing. I would stop eating at 8 p.m. and I would fast 16 hours until noon the next day. And then I would yep. break my fast at noon with lunch. The Here's the thing with fasting you can't just fast and then eat whatever you want. You need to make sure you have your numbers set. And there's an art to fasting. If it's done right, it can literally change your life. And I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I've put people through it. I've put myself through it. Or you can fast and pretty and, and then do everything wrong. Eat like crap. Eat at you know eat the wrong quantities of things. Mm -hmm. And then you're literally just starving yourself while you're fasting for no reason at all. You're <laughs> exactly. wasting your time. Yeah. yeah. So that's you're why a, fasting. a lot you're of fitness starving. professionals that I've come in contact with, oh, fasting is stupid. All it is is skipping breakfast. Negative. Mm -hmm. Not if you do it right. It's just yeah. like anything else. You're going to do it right or you're going to do it wrong. You're going to get in, and you're going to get out of it what you put into it. Also, on a, on a literal vocabulary level, how is it skipping breakfast? You're literally fasting and then you're breaking your fast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you eat yeah. after skipping the end breakfast. of your fast, yes. that's breakfast. <laughs> and here's what's even more funny about that. I love breakfast food. So yeah. when I you know get to the end of my fast, 11, you know, noon-ish, yeah. whatever, I would eat like Eggs, bacon, bacon, toast, <laughs> waffles, oh, whatever. Yeah. I was gonna ask you what you break your fast with because I've heard what you break your fast with is is important because it it's it starts you know it, it yep. kickstarts your body into uh, whatever mode it's gonna be in whether that's ketosis you know if you're going that route or whatever. Yep. There right? is research on that, and I, I mean there's there's physical research being done on it, but I really think for me that's a mental thing. Mm -hmm. If the first choice you make in the day is a shitty one. That sets the pace for the rest choices. of your day. Yep. So if you make a good choice, chances are your next one's going to be a good one. Well, and that's, yeah, that's like, it's like if the first thing you do in the morning is hit the snooze. Yep. Where's your brain going to be at all day? That's I'm so funny day, you baby. said that. I tell this story to my clients all the time. I have never once in my life hit the snooze button. When I was a little kid, my Stop father, it. my father gave me my first alarm clock. Mm. I asked him what that button was and he said, it's not even there. He says, don't ever touch that button. He didn't even tell me what it was. And and to this day, you want to, touch it to this day, I have never hit a snooze button in my life. Never. It's a waste of time. Oh totally. my god! Because you're not getting restful sleep after you snooze. Exactly. You're wow. just like snooze button should not exist. It's a flaw in the system. Wow. It's a glitch in the matrix. That's awesome, dude. It's an avenue to become a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs>
Wait, can we can we name the podcast the snooze button does not exist? Yeah, or should not exist. Should yeah. not exist. Snooze snooze button doesn't. You snooze, you lose. It, yeah, it's either that or um, black coffee for your metabolism. <laughs> black coffee for your health. That's um, breaking fast with your breakfast. Oh, Break fast with your breakfast. Um, yeah, dude. No, there's so many good things that we're talking about. One thing that I've really been enjoying um, breaking my fast with is just a grapefruit. That's been That's like a good fruit. New, yep. Yeah, cleans toxins out of your body, helps oh, lose weight, buddy. aids in metabolism. Dude, not yeah. only do I dislike grapefruit <laughs> completely, yeah, but I also deal with a lot of heartburn when I'm. You fasting. will. It's, oh, grapefruit is a very acidic. Grapefruit yeah. is not going to help the, yep. uh, the heartburn. Maybe situation. you should break your fast with a tums and then a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa needs his tums <laughs> before he can eat anything. Oh, dude, it's it's apple cider vinegar, pint of water, and then uh, I'll like wait a little bit, get things kind of moving, then I have a grapefruit. Mm, yeah, typically go. that's my first thing in the morning. Is like, and it's not like here's the other thing: like people get into eating like what they're eating in the morning. If the first thing that you're eating is super acidic and you eat all of it right away, like I've already, I've already had apple cider vinegar, right? That's acidic. Yeah. Um, it's super acidic. So I'm be, I'm also being conscious of like what goes into my stomach first thing in the morning. So that apple cider vinegar, that's good. I like having that. That helps cleanse my system as well. Then I'm not eating the grapefruit like right away. Like I'm eating it over the course of like a half an hour. Like yep. I'm not just like mowing it down like I'm ravenous or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm slowly eating it. Um, and I think that really helps. And I learned that from coffee consumption. Yep. Because coffee's acidic. Well, fasting will help kind of curb your appetite as well. Yeah. Like your stomach will shrink very fast. So you, you'll stop eating, oh uh, you know, God. godly amounts and yep. you'll, you'll stop eating so fast and you know, you'll get full. Quicker. I noticed when I was fasting incorrectly. So like I, I fasted very correctly for almost a year. Um, intermittently, obviously. Uh, and that was the quickest that I ever lost weight. Yeah. The, the quickest I ever went down in body fat mm -hmm. in my life. Um, and then I went off it for a little while and then recently started attempting to get back into it, but wasn't very uh, resilient or, or what's the word? Uh, I was Yeah, I wasn't yep. consistent or good about it. So I was fasting incorrectly and then I get to dinner time and I was so hungry because I'd only had like a small lunch or whatever. That's why and right I'd there. Fucking gorge. When you're fasting correctly, lunch needs to be your feast. Your first meal of the day needs to mm -hmm. be your big one. That sets the pace. You have a lot in there. You're, you're getting your you nutrients. Have a break feast. Yes, you <laughs> have to have a break <laughs> feast. That's happen. part of the art of fasting. Your is. first meal needs it. to be your big one. Yeah. And then oh, dinner dude, is sure. smaller. I mean, yep. it can still be a, a whole meal, but keep it smaller. You can snack in between, but keep it under 100 calories and stick to fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And fasting thought. is great mentally too because it's easier. You're making less food choices throughout the day because technically you are skipping a meal. Mm -hmm. And as I've said before, I did a video about this last month. Willpower is just like a muscle and you have to treat it like that. Yeah. So true. Willpower will get tired. So if you're constantly making good choices throughout the day, you're going to get tired of that. And the end of the day is going to come and you're going to say, you know what? I ate 10 perfect things today. I'm going to eat the candy bar now because mm -hmm. I am sick of making good choices. Mm. So as long as you're aware of that idea, you'll be all the better for it. Yeah. Do you feel good about uh, 
treating yourself though? Do you do you give yourself room to me personally? Yeah. Oh my god, I I tell my <laughs> clients all the time, do as I say, not as I do. Oh, nice. My okay. diet is so open, man. I generally eat healthy. My day to day diet yeah. is healthy, but I do not restrict myself at all. Mm. If I want pizza and chicken wings. Um, that's what I'm having. If I go to a party and we're drinking beer and cake and whatever, I'm having that. And that's, again, what makes me different. I'm not a health nut. I'm not a nutrition nut. You realize yeah. that people have... I want to live, I wanna live life. If I go to a yeah. party and I can't have fun because of my diet, then I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. And that's what I, you know, I tell that to everybody. That's, that's no way to live. Right, and I, w- I would argue that um, the consistency and the... Uh, um, the hard work that you put in every single day to keep yourself healthy, to be accountable, that should give you yes. the freedom. Exactly. The food freedom, right? To, yep. to say, I I shouldn't feel guilty about, not necessarily binging, because you shouldn't binge, but I shouldn't feel guilty about treating myself, about having something, you know, something sweet or, or right, exactly. pizza and wings, you know? Like, I work hard, I deserve to have a little, you know, a little goodness. Fitness, fitness should enhance your life, not control it. I'd say that a hundred times mm-hmm. a day. Love that. And yeah. if, if you feel like it's controlling it, then you need to make some changes. Oh, for sure. Unless you're like a top 2% athlete. Yes. In yeah, which exactly. case, like, <laughs> if you're competing, you know, if you're, you're making a living, that way. Yes, if you're making a living off of fitness, fitness. then of course, <laughs> some realm of fitness. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so you've got, you got the gym. Yep. Um, how long has that been now that you have this gym? Uh, I opened that space, I think, right after the 4th of July, so not yep. very long. This year? Yeah. yeah. Wow, in COVID. Yep. Uh, peep, I have honestly, truly seen more business moves happen during COVID <laughs> than ever in any time beforehand. It's almost like people are like, fuck it, how much worse can it get? Let's just do it. <laughs> well, yeah. I, COVID was honestly the best thing that happened for me and my business. Same with ours. Isn't that crazy? Why was that the best thing that happened for you? Yeah, because for you guys, you're like people in space. Well, you know, I'm not going to hold anything back with this, mainly because I just don't care. Um, (laughs) So when COVID hit and gyms shut down, or they were talking about gyms shutting down, Mm -hmm. my first thought was, holy crap, I've worked so hard with my clients and they've come so far. How am I going to keep them going? And at this time, I didn't have a gym. Yeah. I trained these clients at other gyms, you know, kind of in my area. Oh, you just But I did have around. a home gym. So uh, the first thing I thought was, you know what? My clients, we're going to they're going to keep coming. They're going to come to my house now. And that's the space and I'll train that I first here. came to. Yep. Yeah. So after that, what I did is I said, "Hey, I, I put a video out on Facebook and I said, if, you know, anyone around me, my friends, if you know you're in my circles and your gym closes down, you are more than welcome to get a hold of me. I will keep you on track. Let's go. You can use my gym and my house. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just expanded from there. I mean, within three months, I had like 30 plus people coming through my house every day. Yep. And I just built clients from there. I already had plans to open up the gym when COVID hit. Yeah. And uh, I was lucky enough to have a cool landlord who said I didn't have to pay rent until I was able to open. So oh, that actually gave me really more time. Nice. That actually gave me more time to work on the gym space. Yeah. That's really cool. Good on that. Yeah, that's that you don't come yep. by that all the time. Some landlords exactly. can be total assholes. Yeah. Yep. Um, did you have to deal with I, I don't I don't truly know what like you know regulations health wise were when you were setting this up? Did you you know did you have to have people sign forms or were you Yeah, yeah we, we signed or? forms and you know we're obviously keep things clean, but we're dealing sure. with it right now now that gyms are allowed to be open again. 
we had a whole checklist we had to go through for the state. Mm-hmm. And not only the state, but Saratoga County has their own set of guidelines on top of the state's guidelines, too. Yeah. God and right they have now, unified plan. Yes. Right now, mm-hmm. we're actually just waiting for them to come and do their little inspection. Yep. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, obviously, you know, that there were masks yes. and everything was super clean. Like, yeah, Ben did a really good job of overseeing that. I imagine dirt. working on a mask probably fucking sucks. You probably just, it does. Like, because like, I wear glasses all the time, dude. <laughs> like, if oh, whenever yeah. I have a mask on and I'm breathing even like, m- like mildly heavy, if I'm even yep. if I'm just like walking, you know. You, Fog City, dude. Did you see that gator that I had on earlier? Like yeah. The kind of like Under Armour material that gator your buddy, that I had that on? That your buddy... Yeah, PJ. You. Yeah, PJ. Yeah. Um, that's what I wear when I'm mm. like at the gym. Like I'm going to wear that. I know it's not the most protective, but I, d- like, I, think I can l- breathe out of that. I think and I'm not sweating all over my face. Legally, those aren't even allowed. Nope. nope I didn't I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I got I heard, away with yeah, it at good. Planet Fitness the other night. You know, at this point, <laughs> most people don't care. No, everybody's yes. over it. It's We're well, done. Up here in upstate, like there's been enough space and distance. Yeah. Like when there are cases, like what happened recently with restaurants, they were able to contact trace them back to yeah. the beginning, and they shut down the restaurants that had cases. Yep, right away. Mm-hmm. And that's like there's you know there's a give and take. Like it, yeah, it's a pandemic. Is is there less of an effect right now? We don't really know, but we're just doing the best we can as people to live lives. And do the things that we need to and want to do on a daily basis, you know, but also be conscientious. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, it's tough, a give and take. It's a tough place to be for everybody, I think. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're doing the best yeah. we can. But yeah. like I said, Ben did a great job. Ben and, you know, the thing that's really cool is like, so a couple admissions on my part. One, going to Ben's home gym was my first time going back to a gym. Sure. And it's because my gym closed down. And it's because he had that open. And I was just like, I need to go somewhere. Like I, I was working out at home. I was feeling cooped up. I was like trying to run as much as I could, but like, mm-hmm. I, I went back to Ben's space, or well, I went, I went to Ben's space on like a whim. I was just like, I hit you up and was like, I need to, I need a workout space. And yep. I went in and I immediately noticed, um, uh, just hit the four twenty squat. Brad. Brad. Immediately noticed Brad and his buddy who come in and cool. work out together all the time. Yep. And was and I was like, man, these guys have really good camaraderie. And then who's who's the really big guy with the tattoos that I talk to all the time? Jared. Jared. Yeah. Jared's the man, dude. As soon as I was in that atmosphere, I was just like, oh yeah, this is what an actual gym feels dude, like. Dude, camaraderie in gym is so in a gym is so huge, and it's something I've never really been able to to get. You know, you always feel kind of isolated. Ours is different. Somebody for like a a, you know a spot. You feel like I don't want to bother. If there's one thing I will brag about, it's the camaraderie that we have built there. Yeah, it is amazing. We have all different types of people cheering everybody on. I love that. Everybody's happy about everybody's fitness there, and. It's like it's everything that Planet Fitness wishes it could be, but <laughs> isn't. You know. Yeah. Um, We're not a gym. <laughs> well, and that's the reason I hadn't been back to a serious gym in a long time is because I kind of veered away from it. And this is something that I really wanted to bring Ben on to talk about. Um, for a long time, I did body weight exercises. I basically, you know, I did mm. like what people would call like Spartan exercises. You know, like the stuff that I do, hit fucking no weight pushups. Yeah, all, all those right, like buddy. crazy things, and those are great for your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a big thing that I noticed as soon as I started doing what some people would refer to as load bearing mm. again, my health, like physical health, jumped back up what because kind of I was factors? incorporating that into my 
routine again. Well, I wanted to touch on this and have Ben talk about okay. it a little bit because Ben um, has Im- embraced resistance training, it, all types of training, but mm-hmm. you're really good at keeping people accountable on their resistance training, yep. which is something that a lot of people overlook now because it's uncomfortable or they've been trained the wrong way by someone who just like was a Joe Schmo who got their NASM certification or their ACE certification and doesn't really know enough and is going with their bodybuilding.com workout. Yeah. Um, but Ben has a really good job of bringing resistance training to the forefront in a comfortable way for a client. What are some, if you could break this down for people listening, what are some of the benefits to resistance training that people might not be aware of because they're not doing it? or doing it correctly and why is it important for your overall health that's kind of uh i mean a a way to look at it is as we age you know if if you're not active if you're not overloading yourself if you're not eating right you're going to deteriorate i mean it's going to happen inevitably anyway but your quality of life can stay very very high Mm -hmm. If you train the right way, mm-hmm. I mean, and we see that now. I, I I see like eighty year old men that are in great shape. They can still do pull ups and push ups, and that's because they still do pull ups and push ups. Yep, right. As soon as you stop doing those things, is when you stop. Is when you start dying. So I mean, to us being you know the age we are, we're not young, but we're not old. We don't think about strength in uh, in the sense that like an older person would. Where you know we we relate lifting weights to having big muscles, mm-hmm. where an older woman would relate lifting weights to being able to carry her groceries up the stairs to her second floor apartment, mm-hmm. because we live comfortable lives right now because we're comfortable with our bodies because we have able bodies where right. not everybody does. So strength training, honestly, I think is the future of healthcare, and mm-hmm. I see that more and more in the gym now. Like I have people that come to me and they're like, you know, I, you did more to me in a month than I I got out of six months of physical therapy mm-hmm. because, you know, just they're just doing institutionalized knowledge and, and things like that that you would get like in a doctor's office setting where you come yeah. to a gym, you can get the outside of the box experience, mm-hmm. overload the body, grow, keep the muscle, yeah. live better. <laughs> yeah, and overloading is like, that's a big thing. And like you said, overloading can be a different thing for every single person. How would you define overloading the term in like a general way? Uh, Just stressing the body, pushing the body past its limits. It's just like anything we see in nature. If you stress something out, what happens to it? It changes. Mm -hmm. So in order to change your body, yes, exactly. It's like... Like what happens to like rocks in a stream after, you know, water running around them, the rock will form, mm-hmm. you know, rounded edges and things like that. Your body is the same way. If you're constantly overloading your body, it's going to, it's going to change. It's going to adapt. Mm-hmm. You're going to grow. You're going to become stronger. Yeah. And overloading can be anywhere from just, you know, having like, it, it could be that lightweight that makes that, that aging person able to take their groceries upstairs. Exactly. You know, it, it doesn't have to be like it. Overloading doesn't mean over 200 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> nope. it, overloading for somebody can be like 40, 50 pounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna geek out for a second. All right. Geek and, it out. Could, and it could go nowhere, but okay. you're in, you're in the health and fitness world. So you've probably, you've probably heard some funny shit. You've probably heard some, some health gurus out there saying shit. Um, do you have any, uh, experience talking about aging, talking about what aging looks like for this generation, for the next generation? There are people that say that the, 
person, you know, the first person to live to be 150 is already born today. You know, just because we have medicine that is has advanced because we understand the body more because we realize that exercise and diet are both like huge parts of reducing things like chronic inflammation and it, they help in the aging process do you have any any experience there have you geeked out in in that at all <laughs> yeah i guess i have a little bit i mean every every day the medical research and fitness research changes and that's why you have to stay up to date you know, on the yeah. new research coming out. But I mean, to say that the person who's going to live to be 150 is already born. I mean, there's this world is going two ways. We're getting better in so many areas and getting worse in so many <laughs> other areas. Yeah. Just just as, you know, as fitness and health research grows, so does like shittier food. Mm -hmm. Like the shittier food is getting shittier, but the healthier food is getting healthier. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, you could go one of two ways with right. it. But we have seen, just like in anything else, like there are people that are living longer because of their choices, and there are people that are living shorter lives because of their choices. Yeah, yeah I think I saw the difference. I think I saw the average age of, um, or the what is it called, the average life expectancy of males and females has actually declined for the first time in, I don't know, several. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a fact check on me real quick, mm -hmm. but you know, the last hundred years, let's say. The mm -hmm. first yeah. time that our average age, our average lifespan has, and not lifespan, <laughs> it's uh, expectancy. There's there's a difference mm -hmm. between the two. Yep. But yeah, average yeah. life expectancy gone down, mostly due to suicide, actually, and overdose, drug overdose, wow. and suicide have actually declined. But uh, health is a big wow. part of that too. Yeah. So fact checking myself, uh, this is true, though I was way off on the number of years. Um, in 2016, we looked backwards at 2015 for the first time uh, in 22 years and saw a significant drop in life expectancy of uh, one-tenth of a year, um, which doesn't sound like much, but it really uh, is a, an, an indicator of things moving the wrong way. And that drop has actually uh, continued three years in a row, and I'm trying to find information about the next two years so we're looking at uh, 2018 and 2019 I don't have data on but as of an article from November of 2019 from Business Insider the uh, article is titled life expectancy in the US keeps going down and a new study says America's worsening inequality could be to blame so working class people are and working age people are dying at a higher rate. So that's people between the ages of 25 and 64. And these deaths, like we were saying, have been linked to drug overdoses, suicide, and alcohol-related diseases, among other health problems. Um, and it, some people are pointing to socioeconomic inequality, which I can get behind. It makes sense. Okay, back to the show. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up, Damn. isn't it? Yeah, not to yeah. not that's, to bring a dark yeah, twist here. But well, no, intense. I mean now too, being in the middle of what we're in, that has a huge effect on it. But I think too, cell phones, devices, social games. Dilemma. We the are dilemma, so yeah. we are so much more stagnant than we've ever been. Oh yeah. And I mean, 
when I was a kid, I, I remember hearing something in school and it was, I forget the exact numbers, but the teacher was like, yeah, and on average, an American spends so many days sitting at a red light. That scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm running every red light for the rest of my life. I'm <laughs> yeah. not wasting time. How much time do you think you spend on your damn phone all day so much. collectively over the years? And not only that, you're looking down at it. You're messing up your posture. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, 90% of people I see today have a hunch in their back now, and it's literally have because they're on their that? phone. Yeah, I've noticed that there are some people that have a very pronounced hunch now. Yeah, how's my hunch? Is it okay? I mean, okay. Look, your spine naturally curves that way anyway, yep. but we're exacerbating it. Yours isn't that bad. And Yours it's is scary. not as bad as I would expect someone who works. We with didn't grow up with these. <laughs> we didn't grow up with these as kids, but this no. generation coming up is. So the cell phone is like their number one thing, yeah. And that scares the crap out of me with them driving too. But whatever. That's yeah, not. texting and driving. <laughs> and it's not even texting and driving now. It's like. It's like writing an oh interesting Instagram caption yeah. and driving. <laughs> well, there's the you know there's like like you said there's there's two movements right now right and I'm I'm gonna classify that I'm not like this is kind of a broad stroke but it's also just a, a me noticing a pattern. There's there's ads and marketing, and they are driving unhealthy behavior. They they can help bring light on healthy behavior, but they are driving unhealthy behavior, right? Mm-hmm. Ads and marketing. When I say ads and marketing, what I'm talking about are what funds things like Facebook and you know Instagram. Like what you scroll on Instagram, every what is it five posts now you get something that's sponsored. Yeah. Every yeah. five posts now, YouTube you get. You know, you an have to pay to beginning. not have ads. Yeah. An ad in the and middle. even then, yeah. there's still ads for people. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there are ads all over the page. And then with food, the unhealthy food that's being popularized, that's like propagating things like diabetes, that has ad revenue attached to it. A this, two liter market. Right. And, and not to mention a two liter bottle of soda is cheaper than a than two liters of purified water. Speaking of water, I got to go pee. Go yeah. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, if, you, if you go up the stairs uh, and you come out into the kitchen, I have to go pee too. I'll go in. Yeah, you guys go together. Break. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang out. The irony is not lost on me, but good. We all had to pee. All three of us. That was a great, all three of us had to great pee. Moment. Great pee break. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was you know all the talk about we went at different times. Yes. <laughs> You let them don't we're, don't look. We're old enough now. We we have that sort of like we're not so bestial as we were when we were like tw- in our twenties, where yeah. it might be like, oh, I gotta go. Yeah, me too. All right. <laughs> yeah, the, unfortunately, I don't have a fucking trough in my bathroom. <laughs> we're not. We're not. Well, we're not cramming into the bottom. Uh, you know the base floor bathroom of the cosmic funhouse either anymore i'll never forget (laughs) i'll never forget in high school or in high school in college there was a bar called the raven Mm -hmm. and they had uh two bathrooms for men uh, Mm -hmm. one for men one for women obviously and in the men's bathroom there was was just an empty room like this and two regular toilets next to each other Mm. like five feet from each other with nothing else there's obviously there's no wall there's no nothing and you would just stand next to somebody and whip your dick out and pee wow (laughs) and that was the that like progressive (laughs) that that was the ultimate (laughs) test i mean that's how you built up your 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 lack of pee shyness right there's no more of that (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yeah. So you go to the Raven. You're, that's what you're dealing with. This uh, talking about this made me think of. Uh, I don't. Were, were either of you there the week I got poison sumac like forever ago? Like it, while I was living in my house that I met both of you at, like the, the so fun I, house. Yeah, at okay. the Cosmic Fun House. I had poison sumac. I was home from work for the week. I was covered in like this poison sumac rash, but mm. it was get it had just started getting better. But one thing that I would do is I would take baking soda baths. Ooh. And then one night I kind of like, like, I don't know who started it in the house. Cause we had like five people living there and then a gypsy living in the attic. Yeah. Um, Tristan, <laughs> Tristan, Tristan, Tristan Wood, man. Yeah. He, was our, he was our gypsy attic liver, man. Like yeah. so many people in one house. Um, I, I went to take a bath and I wanted it to be a bubble bath. I wanted it to be luxurious and nice. And so I went and I took this bath and like one by one, like Chad came home and then Kayla was there. And then like all of a sudden, like a random assortment of like our friends and local like, you know, hangabouts were hanging out in this bathroom while I was taking a bath. Just like chatting. And it turned into a party. <laughs> and like, yeah. And like Kevin someone, someone like brought me in a four loco. Didn't and little like Richard make a song about that? What's that? Didn't little Richard make a song about that splish splash i was taking up <laughs> there's a party going on yeah that's it oh my god that's what's up <clears throat> that was a different time you know but the three of us that's kind of where that's our connection now point. we pee I mean, at different times yep what's that <laughs> now, now we, we pee, pee at different, different, times. Now we pee at different times we lost ourselves we I did know. what happened guys we did um dude ben there's so many like specific realms of fitness that i would want to delve in with you to talk about but I feel like we could come back to those and yeah. have another episode with you on in a, at a future date. Definitely. One thing that I'd like to do to round out the conversation that we're having for people listening um, who maybe haven't yet approached fitness as a part of their daily regimen other than like kind of the base level consideration. What's what's a small addition to their day that they could do physically that might help them like something like what we had Matt do or you know is is there like a like a workout video or a stretching regimen or anything that you would recommend that people get into as sort of like dipping their toes in the water of personal improvement um honestly that varies from person to person mm. find something that motivates you and and just use that yeah. And it's fitness is so complex, but yet so simple in a way. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're out there to start getting healthier, there's the two steps you need to do. Ready? Eat less, move more. Done. Whoa. All right. That's it. I so like that. Start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't overeat. Don't overthink it. Move more. <laughs> exactly. Simplify it. And that's, you know, social media, Instagram are, are doing a lot of good things for fitness, but they're also doing a lot of negative things. They're making people very insecure. People that aren't mm. like well-versed in the gym or the health and fitness world, it, Instagram is making them more insecure. You have all these people who look amazing in these clothes that make them look even more amazing, oh, doing yeah. all these weird workouts on this equipment, reinventing the, real, the, reinventing the wheel when you don't have to do that. Yeah. The human body is still the same as it was 50 years ago yeah. when you're just picking up iron. I mean, we've changed a little bit, but as far as our anatomy, no, we're exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So just basic compound movements overloading the body mm -hmm. will yield amazing results. Yeah. Well, and that's a big thing uh, that I, I hope people 
pick up what you just said there about the clothes that make people look even better because that's a huge thing right now mm-hmm. like clo- like the new fitness companies that are designing clothes specifically like have you noticed the new um the the fabric change difference yeah. that happens right along yeah. the glute line <laughs> of course i was like the first time i saw yeah. that i was like tricky tricky mm-hmm. all right <laughs> i see what you're doing no names mentioned. I don't need that. I don't, we, <laughs> I don't saw, yeah. we don't need to have Gymshark message us and yeah. give us a hard time. <laughs> but yeah, um, those are great. So don't overeat. Move more. Exactly. Yeah. And Be active. Put yeah. the phone down. Matt, do you have any fitness advice? You know, I don't know if that was supposed to be a joke, but I actually do. It's not. Oh. Call Ben. Call Ben. <laughs> Call Ben Carlini. Call Ben Carlini. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Oh it's man. <laughs> uh, you know, I've my fitness journey has been um, it's it's been a, a weird kind of on and off. Um, it it's been a the, the biggest thing for me is it's uh, I've I've struggled with accountability and struggled with mm. consistency, mm-hmm. um, and you always you always say, well, I just don't have time, you know, like life is like life is busy. You know, we have, some of us have kids, most of us have jobs um, and we have passions and we also want some time to have to ourselves to fuck around, play some video games or hang out with friends or go, you know, play pool or I don't know, whatever the hell you like to do. Um, so it's easy to say, all right, if I take all these things and add them up, well, that's, you know, that's 16 hours and I got to sleep for eight hours. So I don't have time to work out. So for me, um, the best thing that I did for myself in the last couple months was actually thanks to Devin Seekers, who we had on last week, mm-hmm. um, was I said, okay, I'm going to literally, and it's some, for some people it sounds like a little bit obsessive compulsive, but I literally made a, a calendar and on that calendar I said, okay, what are my absolutely blocked off times? All right. I'm at work from 7am to 3:30 PM. Mm-hmm. That's when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. I know I'm. I know myself. I'm not a morning person, so I'm not going to try and work out in the morning. I'm going to sleep and get my eight hours. I'm going to wake up, go to work, and then so I get out of work at three thirty. From four to four thirty or four to five, I get. I only give myself thirty minutes because if I do, if I if I book an hour, that I, I might be over um, over committing myself. So I literally mm-hmm. give myself thirty minutes, and I say that's when I work out, and I do it Monday through Friday. Yep. Maybe I miss, but the fact that it's there and I have a calendar notification saying, hey, this is the time you usually work out. It gets me going, all right, you know what? I feel better now that I've been working out. I've been doing more cardio. Um, so accountability is sometimes just tricking yourself into doing it by saying, this is the time you do this thing. So go go do it. Yeah. Um, so maybe try creating a calendar. Put it in your schedule. Right. And don't hit the snooze button. Don't hit the snooze it's, button. <laughs> what did, you you said that. it was a path to to something. What? what Being a piece to, of shit. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. 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 Snooze button is the path to being a piece of shit. Note, yeah. I will note that for tomorrow morning <laughs> when I have to get up at 6 a.m. Every time you hit the snooze button from this day on, you're going to be like, damn it, Ben. Well, that's a really shit. important yeah. thing to note, too, is that you're not getting in good sleep after you hit it. There is like, you're no already up. You've yeah. already woken up. Yeah. yeah. Your your good sleep is gone. You've you've missed that window if you missed it. <laughs> and, you know, if you got your seven hours and you're hitting the snooze button, stop being so greedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not everybody that hits the snooze button is a piece of shit. But if, like you asked before, <laughs> a small step yes. to self-improvement would be yeah. 
stop hitting the snooze button. And if you and if you are hitting the snooze button, we see you. We respect you. But you know, maybe stop. <laughs> um, final final thoughts. Final. I uh, dude, if I was gonna say anything, I you know where like my the biggest change I've made to my life um, is I I was finding myself on uh you know on a day to day basis building myself up, working really hard, being committed having willpower keeping myself accountable for a lot of different things but then i was finding myself like like a big thing that ben mentioned was you know if you're constantly just pushing yourself to make good decisions you're constantly being i would say being hard on yourself about doing that you're going to want to make the bad decision here you're going to burn you know, out you're going to want you're going to not maintainable yeah yeah you're going to want to go home and like for me it was have a drink yeah you know and so i had i had a dichotomy that was um cyclically harming itself i i would like do i would be great 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 and then really bad (laughs) great 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 and then really bad and so the two biggest things that i've done it as far as accountability go i'm actually i'm two months sober as of a couple days ago which is yeah that's amazing and then when you mentioned that like you know the reason our uh expectancy went down is suicide and (laughs) and 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 substance uh, abuse abuse. i was like those are the two (laughs) things that i had to do because i'm a person who i'm lucky fitness to me comes as second nature like i'm i'm very lucky that i can wake up and hold myself accountable for fitness when i'm feeling good Mm. when i'm in a good mental space but i'm not always in a good mental space and i actually had to be honest with a friend this past weekend and say like hey um you know, she was talking to me and kind of like unloading some things that she, were on her mind. And then I actually in the conversation was like, you know, I actually just had a tough time. And I'm glad that you brought this up because I need to hold myself accountable for being open with my mm. emotions and and getting them out so that I can get back to being in a good state faster. And I don't just dwell in that. Um, so my my advice to people is pretty simple. And it's probably going to be this for a long time is, you know, if you find yourself making bad decisions like drinking or anything related to kind of like just like mentally being hard on yourself or harming yourself, find ways to mitigate those. Like stop it, you know, uh, th- find a person who you're comfortable with that you can confide in so that you can get back to your fitness routine in the morning so that you can wake right. up not hit that snooze button, get to the gym, eat correct, keep doing those good things that you're doing. And that's the difference between a trainer and a coach. A coach should help you in all aspects of Mm -hmm. life, emotionally, mentally, and physically. It all comes from, you know, stems from the physical element because as a a coach, that's where I start with you. But Yep. Well, I would say uh, in my experience, recovery is a lot of things, including sleep, but it's also being good to yourself. I yeah. think reco- yep. part of recovery, if you really want to get into the nitty gritty, I would say is, is being like easy on yourself after you have been hard on yourself. For yeah. A long yeah. Time. It's, giving- it's like running a race. You got to pace yourself. You can't run a thousand miles an hour to the finish line. No. You got to pace yourself. Yeah. You got to know when to take breaks. You, you know, you got to taper off here and there. Yeah. Quick little bonus question. You don't have to mention anything specific. It's kind of a yes or no thing. Do you find that as a coach, you are um, being called upon to help clients mentally and emotionally? Are, are people bringing those issues to you as well as their I, physical? I don't know if they're necessarily wellness? bringing them to me, but I, I seem to be good at like finding them out and making sure my mm. people know that I'm there for them. Like you can tell when they're having yes, an off exactly. day. Yes, exactly. 
Yeah. And yeah. I'm not afraid to speak with them on that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. You know, if they're going through something, chances are they're going to stop, you know, coming to the gym. And then that kind of negates everything I've been working towards with them. Yeah, I picked up on that because so, you, you were highlighting that's the difference between a trainer and a coach. And you, you're a coach. You're there. Exactly. You're there for people's well-being. Exactly. Like yeah. I said, I create healthy lifestyles. I don't just teach you how to exercise. Mm-hmm. And Penny's here. I think uh, I think it's time to end. <laughs> I, I think go. it's time. What's in our mug, Matt? <laughs> We're just drinking all day, ADK. Oh, buddy, it's going to get old at this point. We got to switch it up. Next it's week. drinkable. If you haven't tried it it's yet, so I good. highly recommend that you do. It's so good. But it's available all the time, so uh, I guess no rush. But I mean, we keep drinking our own coffee. Hey, as a health guys. professional, I recommend it too, guys. Black yeah, coffee. Yeah, black all day, ADK. Um, and then a quick segment. We were just talking about it upstairs on our pee break. Ben, what's your jam, man? What have you been listening to musically lately? Oh, God. I have been listening to Boys of Fall. Boys of Ooh. Fall. Listen to them. They're about to drop a new album. They've put three songs off of it out now. What genre? Oh, my God. It's hard to put a finger on, man. They do a lot of uh, screaming. Guy is an insanely good vocalist, wow. and he is a melodic genius. Really? Everything this guy says hits home with me. Wow. wow. Every song, every album. Not only am I locked in, but I've never heard of these guys. I yeah, which is you. surprising for Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> I know. Kevin's I'm going to show you before I leave. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. yeah, you have to now. Damn. All right, All right boys. Matt, well, what do you got? What's your dream? Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about me. Uh, shit. Um, okay, so Spotify does these, um, they, they curate these playlists for that are like throwbacks. So it's mm -hmm. all like, I think it's called Time Machine or something like that. Yep. Um, and it threw on uh, Boys Like Girls. You remember oh, those yeah. guys? I don't know. Fucking Boys right. Like Girls. So that's my jam. I'm just going to own it. Boys right. Like Girls. That's no cool. shame, dude. Yeah. yeah. Great I, Great escape. Damn, I had a different jam coming into this, but I've, I've got to go with the theme now. And I'm going to say, you know, uh, Boys like men, or boys like men, <laughs> boys boys to men, oh. Motown Philly. That's Whoa. that's good. that'll be my jam now because you guys made me think of it. Okay, boys yeah. boys of fall, boys, boys like girls. girls, boys to men. Got oh, it, Motown nice. Philly baby. That's it. All right, all that's it for the Upstate boys. Coffee Collective podcast this week, isn't it? That is it. Thanks right. for joining us, uh, Ben. Great to see you again. Great good talking to you. Yeah, Matt. thanks for making Matt's back better. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to build that into my routine, yep. and I'd love to come by the gym at some point. Yeah, I'd love to have you, man. Cool. Let's go have some Voss water. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Voss water. <laughs> <laughs>